Well, good morning, Orchard Church. Welcome. Welcome to our first Sunday in our new facility. How do you guys like your new home so far? Awesome, awesome. Man, it is so great to have you guys here today. I got to tell you, there's just a lot of emotions and things going on. Somebody asked me, you know, did you ever imagine that something like this could happen? I said, no, I never imagined it. Uh, that 12 years ago, there were eight of us sitting in our apartment living room, uh, starting a Bible study that God would have all of this planned for today. But aren't you thankful we have a God who can do exceeding and abundant above all that we'd ask or think? We have a God who likes to show off how great he is. Can we give him praise this morning. Amen. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I know that you guys probably have a lot of questions about the new building and things like that as you, you came in today, uh, about where things are and all that. We're going to try to answer your questions. But there's a pressing question that I've been thinking about for a while, having our first Sunday, that I need you guys to help me with. And this is the question that's been keeping me up at night that I need to ask all of you. Do I look any taller on these screens? Yes? All right. Yes. All right. If not, then I told him, you know, get a closer shot, whatever you need to do to make me look, look taller. It was fun watching you guys come in this morning and, you know, finding a parking spot, finding your way around and those things. But I think what was the most hilarious, it wasn't trying to find a parking spot or getting your kids checked in or where are the Krispy Kremes or the coffee. Your biggest decision came when you walked in this room. Where am I going to sit in this place, right? Some of you sat in the same seat. You thought your name was on that seat over at Prairie View. Now you have to pick a new seat. So, hey, if you don't like the one you're in today, try a different one next week. we got a 1,000 seats in here uh, for you to choose from. I also have some good news. Uh, we have public Wi-Fi in this facility, so you can use your Bible apps. and think that's for Bible apps. That's not for Facebook time during the message, all right? But you can just go to Orchard uh, Guest Wi-Fi and sign in. You don't need a password or anything like that. But, hey, this is our first weekend. As many of you know, last Sunday was our last Sunday at Prairie View, and this is our first Sunday here. So in one week, we went from portable to permanent, and we still got some kinks to work out. So there's still some things that are on order that haven't quite arrived yet. We're not fully there. Uh, if you've ever moved into a new house, I don't know how it is with you guys, but whenever we've moved into a new house, Shelly makes me rearrange the furniture four or five times. We have to repaint walls, put a picture up, no move it over. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your grace. We're still adjusting and moving in, but we appreciate that. We don't have everything just right yet, but if there's one thing that we want to make sure that we get right from day one, it's this book right here. Amen, church? We want to get this right. We, we know and believe as a church, if we get this right, everything else will fall into place. When we started this church 12 years ago, we founded this church on the foundation of God's Word. And we have 11 values here at Orchard Church. As you walk around today, down these halls to my right, you're going to see our values on the wall. And the very first value is this, what does the Bible say? That's the question we've always asked, and we're going to continue to ask, and we unashamedly, unapologetically stand on the infallible, inerrant, inspired, never-changing Word of God. And that's not going to change. And some of you remember that 
about a year ago when they were getting ready to pour the foundation, when the very first pour was about to start, some of you participated in this, and we'll put a picture of that on the screens up here. We ask you guys to write scriptures and prayers. You guys are sitting on the foundation of those prayers and scriptures this morning that were poured into the very foundation of this building because we want this church and this building to be founded on the word of God. We want to make sure we get that right. We took that a step further this week. Now that the building is completed, we, we did something really special. We brought in a bunch of different people from our church, and right here from this stage, before we ever had our first service, before I ever preached my first message, we read through the entire New Testament in this building to pour the Word of God over this place. Isn't that pretty cool, Orchard Church? We did that. We, we did this based upon what's happened in, in the book of Nehemiah. If you have your Bibles this morning, I hope you do, uh, take them out or take out your, your cell phones if you use mobile devices. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. And let me set the context. This was when Israel had moved back into the promised land after being in captivity, the Babylonians, for 70-some years. And they came back to Israel, and Ezra rebuilt the temple the best that they could at that time. And then Nehemiah rebuilt the walls, and they were reestablishing them as a nation in the promised land. And all that God had done and all was God was going to do, and they were wanting to dedicate that to the Lord, and they did something very special. They, when, when the walls were completed, when the temple was completed, they took out the Bible. For them, it was the law. It was the Old Testament, and they read it from beginning to end, and we read about that in uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. It says, in October, okay, so we're a month behind. We're a little bit late, but we're close. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with what church? A unified purpose. You know, we want to be unified as a church behind our commission that Jesus gave us to go and make disciples. Be unified behind our mission, which is to help people find and follow Jesus. And they gathered with one unified purpose at the square, just inside the water gate. And they asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, their Bible at that time, which the Lord had given to Israel to obey. So on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, all the people, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Well, we're not going to read all of it aloud today and keep you here till noon, but we did make a video of some of the people that came in and read through the entire New Testament from this stage to, to make that the foundation of this church and this building. So we want to share that with you right now. And the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. 
It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. And the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Can we give God praise for that and thanks for all those that came in. I hope that is as meaningful to you guys as it was to us and those that came in to have the Word of God read over this place, to establish this, uh, our foundation on the Word of God uh, that never changes. But as we think about this facility today, we think about this building today, somebody last week, we've had a lot of you coming in, helping us uh, set up and tear down things and get things ready, and someone said, you know, it just, it doesn't really feel like home yet. It, it doesn't feel real yet that this is really ours. And I said, there's a reason for that, because the people aren't here yet. The family's not here yet. But today, the family is here. And today, this goes from just a building to the church of God. Can we praise God for that this morning? Because you guys are here. The family is here today, and, and we do want to thank God for this building, for, for this facility. You know, I have said for over 12 years that God did not call us to Denver, Colorado to build a building. He called us here to build a church. Um, to advance his kingdom. And if God would one day want to bless us with a facility of our own, that would be up to God, and he would do that in a miraculous way. And he's definitely done that. You've heard me say this over and over. The only reason for a facility is to better facilitate ministry and our mission to help people find and follow Jesus. So even though we now have a building, it's still not about the building. And next week, you don't want to miss, because I'm going to bring my first you know, full-blown message next Sunday, and I'm going to talk about the church. What is the church? What is our commission? Uh, what, what is our goal? What has God called us to do? Because now that we have a building, it, it can become about the building, and it's not about the building. It's about advancing his kingdom and staying on mission for Jesus Christ. Amen, church? So you don't want to miss that next week as we talk about what the church is all about. But we are grateful for this building. We are grateful for this facility where thousands more people will, will help them find and follow Jesus and keep us on mission. And there's some people that I want to take a moment to thank right now. And I want to begin by thanking all of you guys. We could not have done this without you. Uh, some of you have been here a few months, some of you a few years, some of you have been here 11, 12 years since we have begun. And you have prayed for Orchard Church. You've served at Orchard Church. You've invited people to come to church. You've lived on mission. You've been generous time and time again with your tithes, with your offerings. Over 400 of you committed almost $3 million over the next three years to, through our legacy building campaign to make this possible. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart as your pastor, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have a part in everything you see. And most importantly, you have a part in the thousands of lives that are going to be changed for all eternity. Can we just praise God for that right now and for you guys? Thank you. I also want to take a moment, and, and I want to thank our staff here, um, our, our leadership team. Uh, we've got about 18 and growing on our leadership team, our, our paid team. Some are full-time, some are part-time, and we have, I believe, the greatest team, church team ever, and they're such a blessing. And to go from you know portable to permanent, and last Sunday in the high school to the first Sunday over here, uh, they've been working a ton of overtime, putting a lot of effort, extra effort in. I've told you before, friends of mine that are passionate 
pastors that have gone from portable to permanent like we have, they usually take a week or two off. And we didn't. We didn't take a single Sunday off. And, and part of that, a big reason of that is because of our incredible team and our staff here. And I couldn't do it without them. They've worked a lot of extra time and overtime. So can you guys help me? Let's give a huge thank you to our incredible staff here at Orchard Church. Man. We also want to take a moment today and thank some of those people that have partnered with us to make this facility and this building uh, possible, starting with uh, Thomas Small with Small Architects. Um, he's from Oklahoma. He's uh, designed this building and built this building, I don't know, 15 or 16 times. And when we toured this building in Oklahoma the first time, we fell in love with it. We made it our own, made a few tweaks and changes, but he was incredible uh, to work with. And I think Thomas and his wife are with us today. Where are you at? Thomas right here? Stand up. Would you stand up? This is Thomas. Thomas Small, our architect of our building. Let's give him a big hand. And, and, and Thomas is from Oklahoma, and I'm from Oklahoma, and, and so we have a kindred spirit there, but I just want to publicly say to you, Thomas, I'm sorry that my Sooners beat up on your, your Cowboys so bad, you know, a couple weeks since ago, <laughs> but I still love you. Great to have you here, Thomas. Um, also, we want to thank Franz and Pittman. John Pittman, the owner of that, was with us in the first service. They were our general contractor. We could not have been more pleased with our general contractor. They were amazing. So can we give it up for them, Franz and Pittman? Also want to say a special thank you to Summit Integrated. Uh, they took care of all of our AVL, audio, visuals, lighting, all of these fun things that you see. And they were even here this morning making sure things were going smoothly. And so how about that worship? Did you guys enjoy that? Was that incredible or what? So thank you to Summit. And then I also want to say a special thank you to Converge Cornerstone Fund. Converge is a network of churches around the United States uh, that we are a part of. We partner with them for church planting, advancing the gospel, and, and God's kingdom. And they have a, a funding arm of Converge called the Cornerstone Fund, and they all exclusively fund churches to build buildings like this. They don't fund anybody else, and so everything in the fund is to build buildings. They gave us an incredible rate. The good news is we moved into this building today. About 40% of it is already paid for. Can we praise God for that? And so that, that remaining 60% or so that we still owe is, is going through Converge Cornerstone Fund. And one of the things I love about uh, this fund is the interest that we're paying, which is a very low interest and reasonable for what we're getting. Um, all of that interest goes back into the fund. So when we're paying the interest, we're helping plant future churches and build future church buildings. So can we give it up for Converge Cornerstone Fund? I want to thank them today. Um, Nate Kruger is going to be here today. I'm not sure if he's in this service or if he's going to be in the last service. Uh, he's a finance guy, so he likes to sleep in. So he'll probably be in the last service, uh, but we'll recognize him. And then uh, we want to thank the city of Brighton. Uh, you are sitting in Brighton city limits. If you cross the road, I think you're not. Uh, but we're right here in Brighton city limits. And I know we've kind of joked around about things being difficult with Brighton. And when we would run into roadblocks, we would blame the, the city. And someone said, well, Nehemiah in the Bible built the walls in 52 days. And I said, yeah, but they didn't have to work with the city. 
And we've ribbed them and we've teased them. But I got to tell you guys, they have been great to work with. They have been encouraging and very supportive all along the way. And we're grateful for them. And, and we want to be a part of this community. One of our values here at Orchard Church is that we don't want to just be a church in our community. We want to be a church for our community. Amen? And so we are honored and privileged today to have with us the mayor of Brighton, Colorado. So would you help me welcome him to the stage, Mayor McLean. We're so happy to have with you today. Let's give it up for the mayor right here. Thanks, buddy. Thank you all for allowing me to come and, and be with you for a few minutes this morning. I was at the first service. I'll be at the third service. And thank you, thank you. I, you did a great job of putting this building together, but it takes you to make the church. Mm -hmm. It's not the building. Mm -hmm. It's you that makes the church, and it's the Lord. Amen. And you are the leader of the flock. Do a great job. I've known you a while. And I apologize to all of you if we put you through some hoops. But if, <laughs> but if we didn't, it wouldn't have turned out this well. That's so right. uh, yeah. sometimes you have to do things that you don't really want to do, but in the long run, it's going to turn out the best. So thank you for being here. What a wonderful flock you are. And you're going to praise the Lord. And thank you all for that. Appreciate Amen. you. Amen. Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Mayor, for being with us today. What a privilege. I want to ask you guys to turn in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 29. If you're there in Nehemiah with me, just go back to the left just a little bit. You'll find the book of Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10. Because not only is this, this a day where we get to enjoy our first Sunday, but we want to dedicate this building today and this church and this ministry to the one it belongs to. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you guys. It belongs to the Lord. We would not be here. Of all the people that we've thanked, we could not have done this without God's help, um, God's power, God's wisdom, God's strength. I can't tell you how many times you guys know we came to you. There were a lot of times we didn't come to you. We didn't want to scare you when we'd run into a roadblock or a hoop that we had to jump through, as the mayor said, and we didn't know how we were going to get past it. And we lifted up prayers, and God brought us through it time and time again. And so of all the people that we want to thank today, most importantly, we want to thank our God. We want to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, can we, yeah, let's celebrate that. We're going to clap. Let's do it big. Amen. And, you know, it's amazing God's timing on things because for the last 12 years, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we have celebrated communion together as a church family. As we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving next Thursday. I can't think of anything to be more thankful for than what God has done in our church and most of all his sacrifice. His body and his blood that he gave for us to redeem us, to save us, to give us a home in heaven and eternal life. And so for the next few moments, we want to dedicate this time to him. We want to dedicate this service, this church, our ministry and mission, and this building to the one who it belongs to. And then we're going to go right into a time of communion. You have the elements there 
the bread that represents his body that was broken for us, the cup that represents his blood that was shed to pay for our sins, and how appropriate that we would be able to take communion together as a church family on our first Sunday in our new building. And I love the timing of the way that worked out. But let me read to you in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10. This is the prayer of David when David dedicated the first temple and house of worship to the Lord. And I love the words that he shares. And these are the words from our heart as well today to our God. It says in 1 Chronicles 29.10, Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. And help me out, church. What's the next word? Everything. Okay, everybody needs to say everything. Let me try that again. What does it say? Everything, everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength to do anything. O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land of our ancestors that were here before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. And then let's say it together. It all belongs to you. Do you believe that, church? It all belongs to him. Let's give him praise. Amen. Let's give him praise. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we are so honored, so overwhelmed, and so humbled by this moment, by this day, where a dream has become reality. And ultimately, God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and all the credit for opening the right doors, for closing the right doors, for giving us wisdom when we needed wisdom. Lord, we could not have possibly done this without your goodness and without your grace. And in an act of worship today, as we dedicate this building and this church and this place for your honor and glory, for the advancement of your kingdom, for your redemptive purposes to help people find and follow your son, Jesus Christ, We come to the communion table today to thank you for the ultimate gift, to thank you for the ultimate sacrifice of your son. And as we prepare and we gather with our family and with our friends, and with our neighbors and coworkers on this Thanksgiving week, may we first and foremost thank you our God, our Creator, our Redeemer, our Savior, the one that gave us hope when we were hopeless and helpless. As we prepare to partake of these elements today, representing your body and your blood, may we remember your sacrifice. As we continue in an attitude of prayer right now, 
The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that before we partake of the Lord's table, that we, could, we should prepare our hearts, that we should examine ourselves. And so in an attitude of prayer right now, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've said yes to Jesus. So I'm just ask, ask you right now to prepare your heart and your mind to partake of these elements, to thank the Lord for his sacrifice. And no matter how you came into here today, maybe you came in here with some guilt and some shame, the good news is you can walk out of here clean. You can walk out of here free. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Everyone can be made right with him today if you will reach out to him. So as believers, would you make your hearts ready for communion and be prepared for this moment? If you say, well, well, I'm here today and I'm not a believer in Jesus Christ. And my understanding is that communion is, is for those that have put their faith and trust in Christ. Well, I've got some good news for you today. You can say yes to Jesus right now. You can prepare your heart and life right now to say yes to Jesus, to invite him into your life as your personal Lord and your Savior, and then partake of communion with the church family as one of our new brothers or new sisters in Christ. We would love for that to happen today. And so if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. No matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done, Jesus came to save you because he loved you and he died for you. You say, what do I have to do? It's not about what you do. It's about what has already been done for you. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ went to the cross and he gave his body and he shed his blood to pay the debt we could not pay, the debt of our sins. And all we have to do is receive it by faith. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace we are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God that he offers us, not of works, nothing we can do lest we should boast about it. He's done all the work for us. All we have to do is say yes to Jesus in faith. And in just a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer of faith and I'm gonna invite some of you to pray with me for the first time. Now, let me tell you, as we continue an attitude of prayer right now, this is not a magic prayer. These aren't magic words that we say. It's not the prayer that saves us. It's our faith. And a prayer is a way to express what's in our heart. And so if God is working in your heart right now in this moment to say yes to Jesus, this is your day, this is your time. Maybe your whole life has been pointing to this moment. I'm gonna invite you to pray this prayer with me to invite Jesus Christ into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. And then we'll all partake of communion together. If that's you today, would you pray this prayer with me? It goes like this. Jesus, I'm calling on you today to come into my life I'm saying yes to you. Yes, be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my friend. I need you and want you in my life. And by faith, I accept you today. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and forgiving me. Thank you. Thank you. So we continue in an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I would never want to do that. But if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, listen to me. You just made the most important decision you could ever make in this life and the life to come for all eternity. And I would love 
as the pastor of Orchard Church to pray for you, that you would grow in your walk and relationship with Jesus from this day forward. So with no one else looking around, heads bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it to say yes to Jesus today, can I pray for you? Would you just slip up your hand all across this auditorium right now, lift them up nice and high. Don't be ashamed. Amen. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Seeing young people here. God bless you over here. One, two, three. God bless you over here. One, two, three right here. God bless you. One, two, three. Four people over here. Hey, it's okay to be excited about this orchard. This is what it's all about. You know why we're excited? Because you're now part of the family. You're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we have eternity to look forward to together. And serving him together on this earth. Let me pray for you. And let us prepare our hearts for communion. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for those saying yes to you today as Lord and Savior. That's our mission here at Orchard Church, to help people find and follow you. And we thank you for all those that have found you today. May they grow in their walk and relationship with you from this day forward. May we embrace them as our brothers and sisters in Christ and help them in their journey in any way that we can. And make disciples for your honor and glory. And also, Lord, now as we prepare to partake of communion at the Lord's table, we first of all thank you for the bread that represents your body that 2,000 years ago was broken for us to pay for our sins. Your body who knew no sin but became sin for us that we may be made righteous in your sight. Lord, we thank you for your blood that is represented in these cups. The precious blood of your son Jesus that saves us, that washes away our sins. For your word says without the shedding of blood, there's no payment of sins. And our blood was tainted and our blood was sinful, but your blood was perfect. And we thank you for your blood that was spilled for our salvation, for our redemption, for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you, thank you today for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love, and your ultimate sacrifice. And may we remember and be thankful as we come to this table today. If you prepare your bread, it says in 1 Corinthians 11, 23, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And they partook of the bread. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the New Testament, the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. And they partook of the cup. And all God's people said... Amen. Amen. Can we give our Lord and Savior praise this morning for all he has done, all he's going to do? You can do better than that, Orchard Church. Come on. Amen. Amen. 
Well, hey, if you just prayed that prayer just a few minutes ago with Pastor Doug and you just said yes for the first time to Jesus and decided to follow him, we want to know about that because we want to help you. In fact, we were prepared for this moment. We created our very own booklet that if you just prayed that prayer for this moment today, that this is something that we want to get in your hands. And so all you need to do is in that newsletter that you got as you came in, there's a connection card. Just take some time to fill out some basic information. And on the other side, check the box that said, I said yes, so that we can get this to you in the mail. We'd love to help you take your next step as you decide to follow Jesus here in this moment. If this is your first time with us, we are thrilled to have you with us. You are our guest, and hopefully by now you've filled out that card. And when the ushers come forward, that you can, pat, you can drop that in the bucket so that we can follow up and make sure that we've done our best to host you because we want to make sure that you felt comfortable, that you feel at home here, that if you are looking for a church home, that you just found it here at Orchard Church today. Thanks. Uh, a couple of logistics as we continue on today. I hate to be that guy, but I got to the, the short straw when we did this. And so uh, when you leave here today, the first thing that you're going to want to do is if you brought kids and check them in, please stop by our kids area. Pick up your kids. Do not leave here without them. And when you leave, hopefully you saw all of the stuff that we've done to prepare you for today. We want to all exit towards the mountains, towards the west. You'll see the arrows. If you go the other way, it's going to be like NASCAR, trying to bang into each other. Get out of here. We're all going it. No, that's not a good thing. <laughs> we all want to go that way, towards the mountains. So pick up your kids as you leave here today. And the last logistic, when the ushers come forward, they're going to pass a bag, and they're going to pass a bucket. The bag is for your leftover communion trash. The bucket is for your tithes and your offerings if you're a part of Orchard Church. If you're a guest with us, just know we don't expect you to give. Uh, all we want to do is get to know you. And so this moment that we're about to have as a time of worship through our giving and through our tithes is for those who call Orchard home because we give first, save second, and live on the rest. I'm going to invite you guys to stand up. Let's continue to worship in our giving and our singing.